0: Christina Kodzi, a Promly intern. Welcome to another episode of the Promly Garden Podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us at Promly App for updates on the Promly App launch and more great podcasts. Together, we will change outcomes. Tonight, we have Promly founder Jen Libby and Jennifer Liu from Girls Coded.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer Liu. I am a current 17 year old junior from California and I'm the founder and president of Girls Coded. So, Girls Coded is a youth led nonprofit organization that is combating gender and education inequality in STEM. We do this by providing a variety of free, accessible resources, um, such as our free courses and various uh, coding languages, um, monthly workshops to enhance your skills, and panels with notable women in STEM to inspire um, the younger generation. Um, so, I guess a little bit more about me. Uh, in school or academically, I'm really interested in engineering research and technology. Um, outside of school, I like to play basketball with my friends, play Minecraft, and watch YouTube videos. So, to start with why I want to start uh, and find or found Girls Coded, um, again, it's because I want to help the inequality um, in STEM pertaining to the gender gap, especially. Um, So I had several experiences, several personal experiences um, that relate to this. So I think around two years ago, I attended a intro to computer science class. Um, It was kind of an introduction to the course I was going to take next year at my school. And um, when I walked in, I immediately noticed that I was the only girl out of the 30 plus students in that class. And that really just hit me hard because... um, I've heard that there was a huge gender gap in the industry, but I hadn't really experienced it myself or really believed it because I never saw that with my own eyes. But when I entered that room, I did see it for the first time and um, I really noticed it. And how. Uh, and after that, I also saw how um, people treated women in STEM or women in computer science differently than the male counterparts. And I also heard about my friends talking about this issue, too, and my online my online communities as well. And so I decided to take action and start an initiative, which is ghost Coded, to help solve this issue.
2: So amazing, Jennifer. How old were you when you went into that STEM class and you were the only female? I think I was
1: 16. Yeah, yeah that,
2: that's Just incredible. 15. Well, because I would imagine that many 16-year-old young women might get really thrown off by that and say, well, I'm never doing that again. Instead yeah. of for you saying, well, I'm going to create this initiative um, and really try to change things. That's really outstanding.
1: Yeah, that's like a really big thing when um, girls enter the field, they see that, oh, this is a male course or a male industry. So this isn't for me. I can't do this. But the reality is we all can, if not better. That's awesome. So my
0: understanding- Standing is that you only started girls coded in June 2020 and you've already created such a huge impact how did you do that in such a short amount
1: of time? yeah, so it was a pretty slow start to be honest um it was in the beginning of quarantine the first few months of quarantine and I did not have a lot to do because we we're all staying at home and especially in quarantine we use the internet and the online um, tool a lot so I wanted to start Girls Coded to kind of start building a community for that and help help get more girls into STEM with this time I had on my hands. And so I was pretty clueless going in. I did not know what creating an organization or kind of this community meant, or what um, I needed to do to accomplish that. And so I definitely made a lot of mistakes. And uh, but those mistakes were what taught me on what to do and. Uh, how to manage an, an organization like this. And through my, experience, through my experience, I really realized that what was important was to have a really solid team around you to help you kind of run everything and manage the organizations. So I first started off with two of my other friends from school. Shout out to Christina and Caitlin. Um, yeah, so they really were the first ones to help me with everything. And we kind of just went... And together did not know what to expect or anything um, but through trial and error and some time we started building a bigger team as girls could as- start to kick off and we found people we could really trust to handle parts of the organization and now we have different departments and different teams to handle certain things like social media marketing art etc and how we grew was really social media again um, the younger generation, we all use social media a lot, whether it's through Instagram, TikTok, um, and other platforms. And so we use that to kind of build our community and, uh, again, get people engaged and involved with our organization, as well as creating engaging events that would really attract um, peers like me and students like me. And most importantly, we make it free and approachable so that anyone um, would be willing to join.
2: That's so awesome. It's really amazing how... You were able to bring together just friends, but then all of a sudden get this community because it seems like you have kind of an amazing reach in terms of Mm -hmm. how many different people across the country, certainly that you're involving
1: in this. Yeah, we started from uh, three people and now we have a team of like over 150 girls around the world.
2: That's amazing. And I mean, you say it was a slow start, but when I look at like, you know, it was in 2020, last I checked, it's only 2021, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's quite quite remarkable. So kind of going off that same note about talking about the process of getting girls code up and running, what is one thing that surprised you? And to kind of generalize that, how about something that has surprised you about the population that you're working with?
1: Yeah. So one thing that really surprised me was just how much went in into starting an organization and managing it. Because I had a misconception that oh, you just need to create a logo and then you can just have people come to events. But there were all there were like all these other parts that I wasn't aware of, like setting a web, setting up a website, the legal work, um, instructing teams on what to do, what kind of events to have, when to hold those events. So those were all the things that I did not really take into consideration when first starting, and I definitely had to learn that throughout the way. And uh, for the, what surprised me about the population I was working with, um, so for my team, I was really surprised um, about how many people really wanted to help make an impact and help um, my mission or Girls Coded's mission. And I was really impressed by their passion and how willing they were to join me on this, I guess, path. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It sounds like outstanding that you've had so much support and I'm assuming not just from Gen Z, but from adults as well. Am I correct about that? Yes. Yes. Adults.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a great, you know, a great team surrounding you and just great people around you in general with Girls Coded. Um, but I know you have a team of other Gen Z teachers who follow the curriculum you created to teach older ages. How did you find your team specifically?
1: Yeah. So finding a team of volunteers and directors it was pretty similar to how we got a lot of students and members. So we mainly gained or built our team of volunteers and directors through, um, again, social media and other educational platforms like Roundpeer and uh, Discord. And so for volunteers, uh, we have a form for them to fill out information about themselves so we can make sure that they're qualified uh, to help our organization. And for directors, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, so for directors, we have applications and interviews so that we can ensure that they're fitting um, with our mission and our team and that we can all work well together.
2: That's amazing. That's really like impressive that, that so many people are so committed and willing to put the time in, it sounds like, at multiple levels.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really great to have a kind of whole team um, around you that has the same goal as you and want to actually make a difference.
2: Well, and it's also so impressive when you say you have, you know, over 150 volunteers, like that's a lot to organize, (laughs) I would imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I have like my uh, team of like uh, education, my education team that handles volunteers and lets them know how to uh, help us.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So it sounds like you're teaching,
0: you know, teaching a lot of people about code. But what is one interesting thing you've learned about yourself through your own work at Girls Coded?
1: Yeah, so I guess through... Girls Code It, I really um, learned how to be a leader and how to be a good, compassionate, understanding leader. Um, I learned about how to communicate effectively with my teammates, how to kind of um, work with them as a team. And uh, because um, before Girls Code It, I had like the idea like, oh, a leader, you tell people what to do, they do it. But um, actually a leader is someone that helps guide others and does things with them and shows them what's the best way to do something. And I really learned, um, again, how to be an effective communicator and um, an effective leader as well.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I would imagine you're sort of, it's like trial by fire a little bit, right? Where you can start with a small team and then pretty soon you have this larger team and you know, you're really taking on a huge challenge, not just with what you're trying to accomplish with your mission, but also in, you know, really managing a lot of
1: people. Yeah, right. Managing over a hundred people is quite a bit of (laughs) work.
0: Yeah. So listening to everything you're doing, it sounds like, you know, can end up being stressful. So starting up an amazing nonprofit that will truly change lives along with being a student sounds like a lot to handle, but how do you manage your time to not be, you know, overly stressed?
1: Yeah, so not gonna lie, I do get very stressed very often. I put so much on my plate and I think I can handle it, but sometimes, you know, as a human, you can't do that much. Um, But some ways I do de stress is again with uh, YouTube. I like watching YouTube videos to kind of get my mind off of things. And I also like talking with my friends just random silly things, and also having a group of directors, again, um, that really helped me with managing everything and managing all the uh, parts that needed to be looked over in the organization. And so they were um, able to take some stuff off my plate, so I could focus on um, other things. And one tip I have have is to use Google Calendar, actually, um, Google Calendar is really good for organizing your schedule and making sure you make time for yourself. So, yeah, one thing that's really good to do is to, uh, when you're noticing that you're getting overwhelmed and you're um, being stressed, stretched too thin, um, you can schedule uh, time for yourself uh, just to do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be productive. doesn't have to be necessarily um, academic or, uh, like, Things that you have to do, like for school or something, it can just be like watch this Netflix show that you've always wanted to watch, or um, go for a walk. Like just those little things can really help you de stress.
2: I totally agree with you, Jennifer. I think you're speaking our language over here in terms of really, you know, trying to find uh, some self care and amidst all the anxiety and all of the things that you have going on. I, I'm really glad that you said that.
1: Yeah, that, that was really something I had to learn, too, because I'm workaholic alcoholic and I just want to do everything. Um, but you really have to organize and prioritize what's really important, which is your mental health and your well-being. I love it.
0: I really like what you're saying about the Google Calendar. I feel like I might have to I might have to start using that. But I mean, I feel like in times of stress, it's important to remember, like, why you started what you're doing. So if you had to choose one thing that you would want teens to get out of Girls Code, what would it be?
1: Yeah. So, as cliche as it sounds, you really can make a difference in people's lives. Like, even if you're just this little girl from um, a city, you can make difference um, in someone's life from China or from Russia. Like, your in, the impact you can make is unmeasurable. Um, it just depends on how passionate you are about this um, mission and how much. Uh, what you you want to do and what you're willing to put in to actually um, make a difference in people's lives. So um, if anyone listening, if you want to start an organization or a club or a a business, whatever it is, just do it. You will make mistakes. Everyone will. But those mistakes will teach you on uh, how to go, how, how to do everything. And yeah, so just pursue what you want to do and uh, you will have people along the way that are willing to join your team and help you accomplish uh, your goal.
2: Love that. I also so appreciate, and this is one of the things, you know, certainly on the Promley Garden, we want to highlight Gen Z entrepreneurs like yourself, you know, and especially mission-driven entrepreneurs. When you say, like, if you're really driven, it will, it will work out. People will come around you. They'll support you. And that's certainly been our experience with Promly as well. Like, being driven by a greater purpose let's say or impacting change or saving lives you know all of it matters so much that it's so surprising sometimes how many people come in to get support I think one thing that you guys have on your side is your age right so like even if it starts slow there's a lot of time ahead of you to say okay well how can we gather more support and that sort of thing that's awesome I love what you said thanks
1: Jennifer yeah and as Gen Zers we have a lot of time to experiment and trial and error. And we also have adults around us to help guide us as well. And so if um, anyone listening, if you are looking to start something like a business or whatever it is, I highly advise you guys to find an advisor or just someone that has some sort of experiment experience with this kind of stuff who can help guide you along the way. Love
0: it. Wow. So it sounds like you guys have done a lot with girls coded, but what are the next steps?
1: Um, so yeah, we're continuing to do our monthly events, including our workshops to help people with their STEM skills and our panels with um, accomplished women in STEM, so that uh, our members and students can learn about their experience and what they might want to pursue in the future. And we're currently running our Java course uh, to introduce beginners into Java um, for computer science, and we're looking to maybe hold maybe hold a um, hackathon in the future, maybe in the summer, and start a fundraiser for underprivileged schools and communities.
2: Now, on the Java course, like what age group of girls are you interested in teaching?
1: So, for our courses, we don't really have a targeted age group because it's all beginner um, level stuff. So we have students from six years old to students that are in their sixties, even. So it's really for everyone and. Um, because we want to make computer science and coding in general um, very approachable for beginners so that anyone can join and anyone can learn to love computer science. And so for anyone, uh, regardless of your current um, coding level or background or gender or whatever it is, um, you can take a Girl Scuddy course or uh, uh, join any event.
2: So so I didn't understand it. So because I went on the website, obviously, and I wanted to sign up my own girls. Um, But I was thinking that you'd have to start with the first class, but it sounds like you can jump into any of the classes. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So some people, um, they already know some parts of a language that we cover in the beginning, like three classes, for example. So they might want to just learn a certain part of the course, like maybe a certain concept or um, a certain skill. In that course so students can choose to uh, choose when to join um, or and when to leave if they feel like it's necessary uh so we really give um students and our members that freedom
2: and then if somebody let's say missed the courses in march and in the beginning of april will you repeat that curriculum in a few months
1: so for every class and every course we do we record classes for future or if anyone wants to revisit that to uh, recap on some things that they didn't quite understand or they just want to review. So we have those videos up on our YouTube channel um, for anyone to view. Um, You don't have to be a student to be just anyone in the general public and watch those videos and learn what we do in our classes. And for repeating courses, we've only been established for a few months so we've only done each kind of uh language of a course once so we've done python we've done um scratch now we're doing java but we're looking to um have a more advanced course like a next level course for students have already taken the beginner course so that they can continue their um computer science um education and uh but we're still going to have the beginner courses for those that just joined and want to get started. That's amazing.
2: That's really comprehensive. It sounds like there's so many different
1: parts to it that people mm-hmm. can learn, really. Yeah, yeah. We try to um, help guide our students and members in every aspect. Amazing. Yeah,
0: this sounds like a super, I mean, helpful resource, like relating to computer science. If a teen listening wanted to get involved, how would they go about doing that? And I'm kind of curious, um, when people volunteer, is it more of just, girls volunteering because it's girls coded or do you find a lot of you know guys volunteering as well
1: yeah so to get involved with um, girls coded you can visit our website girlscoded.org um, where you can find all our information including how you can become a member how you can uh, view our youtube videos what events we have coming up what we've done in the past so um, for listeners that are interested you can go ahead and check out our website at girlscoded.org for all that information. And for volunteers, um, again, you can sign up through our website. Um, It's just a simple form that you have to fill out. And how you'll help is basically you will, uh, depending on your schedule, um, you can help teach our classes, lead a workshop, or just um, give any guidance to our students and members um, who are interested. And um, you do not have to be a girl to join Girls Coded as a director, volunteer, um, or member. Anyone can join as long as you um, support our mission and are willing to put an effort to contribute to uh, what we want to accomplish. So, yeah, anyone can join us.
2: That's really great. So guys can join you as well as what you're saying. So it's like really a pretty inclusive um, environment.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate when um, guys want to join us because it really shows that they also want to help make a difference in STEM and the industry and want to bring more diversity as well.
0: Amazing. Yeah, we really love your um, your mission at Promly. Is there any way that Promly can be helpful?
1: Yeah, so Promly has a lot of opportunities for students regardless if you're a STEM kid or not. So you can connect with a lot of people with similar interests and find your group and connect with them. Um, you can also get, get inspired by others' work and ideas in case you're a little stuck, um, whether it's um, on school or anything else, and you can also find opportunities um, to help make change. So, girls Code it and join organizations or clubs that you find are interesting and relate to what you're passionate about. And so, if you're a student or uh, someone that's already working in the professional field, um, go check it out Promly and all they have to offer. Awesome. All right. So, do you have any more last comments? Um so again uh with what I mentioned before if you have an idea in mind whether it's starting a business um or starting a school club at your school just do it like the like the nike mantra just do it um and if you have struggles along the way don't give up that's also very cliché i realize um but not giving up is your key to your success so Uh, yeah, and go ahead and achieve your dreams. (laughs) I
2: I so appreciate all of like your insights. I love the fact that you've been able to take this on so passionately. It's so obvious, uh, obviously, after talking to you, like you really have a tremendous passion for this. And I have to imagine that even with what you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time, I'm really excited to see down the road what you're able to do even in the next few months in the next few years like this is really fun to watch um and to really get behind what you guys are doing so thank you a million times over for coming on to the primly garden and i just love meeting you and hearing more about it i can't wait to spread the word
1: yeah thank you so much for having me on here
0: yeah personally i'm feeling very inspired by listening to everything you've done um thank you for coming on and talking with us and sharing about your mission and everything because i i think it's one that we really need to like further in today's world but um that wraps wraps up another promly garden podcast don't forget to follow us at promly app for more updates on the release of the promly app which is coming soon all right thank you ladies